What's going on, bloggers? Pete here from Do You Even Blog. Today's podcast episode, hopefully going to be a little bit shorter and sweeter than usual. It's time for some homework. Woo! Okay, so we're going to talk about a few just mini SEO audit tips that you can implement. Literally, folks, I'm not joking, within an hour, uh, assuming you have Google Search Console set up. We'll get that in just a second. So a full SEO audit, uh, it means doing a lot of work. Uh, actually, just crawling your site might actually take hours, depending on how large it is. And most of those tools cost money, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to get into all that. What I'd like to do is just present you a few things, a few minor tests, a few minor tweaks that you can do literally this weekend, anytime. Actually, most of you probably won't listen to it on the weekend, but just over the next day or two, you can implement these things with free tools, by the way. I'm not going to mention like a paid tool, or I might mention one, but you don't need any paid tools for this. You can use free tools. And I might give you a slight bump in SEO rankings. And even if you don't care about SEO, still listen to this podcast. Here's why. Most of this stuff matters for all bloggers, not just, oh, I'm going to do SEO. Uh, If you don't care about SEO or that's not your primary traffic generation model, you still need this. Good user experience uh, includes no broken links. And people will usually Google you whether you like it or not. They'll Google your, Google, rather, your brand name, etc. So you want to make sure you come up and just cleaning up your site for broken pages and broken links and all that great stuff is honestly just good form. It's just good blogging. So without further ado, let me hit you with three to six. I'm not sure how many I'm going to include here on the podcast. SEO audit tips. And a disclaimer before I go any further, most of this stuff will be a heck of a lot easier if you go to my site, doyouevenblog.com slash SEO dash, no, no, yep, SEO dash audit dash tips. SEO audit tips with like little hyphens in there. That is today's blog post, or you can just go to doyouevenblog.com slash blog. It'll pop right up if this is anywhere close to the date I'm publishing this. And it's just very visual. I have all of the links to these free tools, no affiliate links on this page whatsoever. It's just really handy stuff. And it might be a little difficult to dive in via audio format only. That's why I like interviews so much, by the way. Just a little side rant. I initially did not want to do any of these solo episodes because it just seems a little difficult to translate into action. Like I want you guys to do this stuff. I'm not joking when I say a homework assignment, like this is stuff that could literally help your blog in a very tangible way. And it's not that difficult and it's not that time consuming and it's not that expensive. So I would love for you guys to take action on this. And I find podcasts a little bit difficult to encourage action. So let me encourage you to go look at the blog post instead. Again, do you even blog.com slash blog. It'll pull up. Uh, and you can see all the examples and screenshots and links and all that great stuff there. Okay. And a frame link. Let's get to number one, Google search console. Uh, maybe it may or may not be called webmaster tools still. I don't actually know. That's a little confusing, but if you are a new blogger and you are not connecting to Google search console, you're silly. No, uh, go do it today. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's super powerful. Even if you don't use it right away, you want to go ahead and connect it now. So you can, I got the link in the show notes. Just go check that out from the, from here on out. I'm going to assume that you have Google search console already plugged up and working. I hope you do. Once you do step number one in any SEO audit really is to make sure your site is even being indexed by Google, 
right? So you can actually go in search consoles on the left side. It says like Google index and index status. And you click that and you'll see like a number. It'll have like some fancy graphs, but really I don't even care about that for right now. It'll just have a number of your total indexed pages. If it says zero, something is incredibly wrong and you need to fix it. I'm not going to show you how to fix it because I'm in your earbuds right now and not in front of you, but you can go to the blog post and I have nice links and guides and you can find out how to fix that. If that is the case, only maybe 5% of you are going to see a zero there. Most of you are going to see something because Google is appropriately indexing your site. And I hope that's the case, but that's number one. We'll take you two minutes. Go make sure that you see numbers there in your search console under index status. You should see a number, a number of pages. Okay, moving on. Number two, fix broken links. This is a big one. You could stop listening after this tip if you really want to and go read the blog post. You could stop reading. Fix broken links. There are a million and one different uh, Chrome extensions and paid tools. And I mean, all of the big SEO tools usually have some fort some fort, some form of scanning mechanism. It'll scan every single web page on your entire blog and it'll return broken links. This could be broken external links where you are linking to some other website out there on internet land that's now broken and it returns like a 404, which we'll talk about maybe in just a second. Or maybe it's one of your web pages that you deleted or you changed the URL without creating a redirect or a status code 410, which tells Google, this is a piece of deleted content, like do not index this ASAP ever again, etc. cetera. Uh, those are bad. Broken links equal bad. So my all-time favorite is going to be a paid tool, <laughs> but I won't even share it with you. I have discovered Dr. Link Check. Special thanks to Brian Dean at Backlinko for sharing this with me. Dr. Link Check, D-R, Link Check. I think it's drlinkcheck.com. It is so awesome. <laughs> it's free. It takes like three to four minutes. As in, you just plug in your URL and it takes three to four minutes. Not you have to do anything for three to four minutes. Uh, and it'll spit back at you all of your broken links. External, internal, like your broken web pages. It'll just show you exactly what the URLs are that are broken and then where they're being linked from. That's awesome. So I ran my scan. I found like three or four. Actually, I found like 20, but this was like two months ago. Uh, I ran it again now, today, an hour ago, and I found three more that I had to go and fix. DrLinkCheck.com, I believe is the URL. Uh, it's awesome. It's a great way, free way to just go ahead and scan your entire site, come up with the broken links, and then fix them. So next step, you might be asking, especially if you're new, how do I fix broken links? So for external links, meaning you wrote a blog post, you linked out to some other blogger's website that's now dead because they gave up and quit because they're losers. Uh, what do you do about that link? You go delete it or you just unlink the text or you change the URL to their new website name or whatever. You just go change or delete the link. That's easy. What about broken pages on your site? For example, I ran uh, a little campaign where I was selling my Do You Even Blog t-shirts and the URL was like doyouevenblog.com slash shirt. Well, I deleted that page, uh, I don't know, months ago now, I believe. And for whatever reason, I still had two or three internal links pointing to that page, meaning other blog posts that I had written, I linked back to that shirt page. Uh, and there may have been one or two backlinks, like um, inbound links, rather, uh, to that page from other people's blogs that I can't go and change. I can't fix that. I have to fix the fact that 
doyoublog.com slash shirts now returns a 404. So what do you do? Again, there's an incredible amount of tools to accomplish it. I would recommend either one of two things. One, Yoast Premium. So I have, you know, Yoast. Yoast is the SEO tool. I have Yoast Premium. I bought it actually last month and I love it. Why did I not, why did I not buy this before? It's so amazing. But even if you don't want to pay for Yoast Premium, you can actually just use Pretty Links. So Pretty Links is a WordPress plugin that uh, most people use for affiliate marketing. As in, you want to go get my Bluehost affiliate link action on, you can go to doyouevenblog.com slash Bluehost that will actually redirect, a temporary redirect, by the way, a 307, to, I don't know, Bluehost, whatever, go pay me money, Bluehost link. Um, You can actually set permanent redirects with Pretty Links. So it's free, by the way. Just download Pretty Links if you're not already using it for affiliate marketing. And you can set up, I could go to... Um, or I could set up doyouevenblog.com slash shirts as a permanent 301, 307, temporary redirect, 301, permanent redirect. Uh, I could set that up as a permanent redirect back to my homepage. Or if I just changed the URL, as in you wrote a blog post, you ended up changing the URL after you've maybe gotten some backlinks out there or et cetera, et cetera, uh, then you'll want to create a permanent redirect. I know this is a lot to take in over a podcast right here, but let me, I got to say one more thing. Uh, A temporary redirect passes no Google juice. We like Google juice. It tastes like orange juice, but way better. We like Google link juice. Temporary redirects, they do not pass on Google link juice. Permanent redirects do. Permanent redirects can pass on. So if you go change uh, a blog post URL, your permalink, After it has backlinks, if you don't have any backlinks, by the way, you can tell by some of your SEO tools whether or not you have backlinks. You don't really need to worry about redirects. But if you have any backlinks or internal links, by the way, but you can change that stuff. Uh, If you have any backlinks, you'll want to set up a permanent redirect to whatever your new URL is. It will carry forward that link juice. Again, I know it's paid 100 bucks. Uh, for lifetime, I think. But Yoast Premium is seriously good. It does it automatically. It's amazing. You go change URLs in WordPress after you have Yoast Premium, it just, bam, creates a redirect automatically. It's pretty daggum sweet. Anywho, I'm going to move on. You can also do 410 page deleted. That's a little bit better than a 404, but I'm just, I'm not going to talk about that here on the podcast. The overall summary is use drlinkcheck.com. Go check for broken links and fix them. If they're external links, just go remove the link in your blog post or point it to a different URL that works or whatever, or just delete it. If it's a broken page on your site, then you're going to have to do a redirect. You can use pretty links for free. You can use Geos premium makes it on easy mode. If you want to upgrade to that, uh, the next tip is the shortest tip I will ever give out on this podcast. Make sure your website is mobile friendly. Go to google.com and type in mobile friendly, click the first link, type in your blog URL, hit enter. It will tell you if your website is mobile friendly or not. And if it's not, change your WordPress theme. Do you have that? Do I have to repeat it? No, I don't think so. Next up, this is a really fun one. Google hates duplicate content. This could be you accidentally have very, very similar blog posts or pages or something on your own site. It could also be some butthead out there in internet world stole your blog post and just reprinted it uh, without permission and it doesn't have a canonical 
HTML tag, which is really just fancy words for this is not the original content. The original content belongs to some other blogger. If it doesn't have that, Google's going to see duplicate content and it's going to freak the heck out. It's not going to know what to do. So here is, well, there's a bunch of ways, but here is probably the easiest and cheapest way to check for duplicate content. Uh, two tools. One would be Google Search Console, which we've talked about a number of times already. You would go in there, you will go to Search Appearance, and then HTML Improvements. It's actually really easy to find. It's called HTML Improvements, and it will show you if you have duplicate title tags on your website. And it'll literally, you can click it, and it'll show you what pages are popping up. Uh, duplicate meta descriptions, I think. If your title tags are too long, if they're too short, all that good stuff, it'll actually show you right there you need to fix this. You need to remove this or change the copywriting, change the blog content so it's not being looked at as duplicate in the eyes of the Googles. So that is um, your own content being duplicated on your own site. But what about those other buttheads? Uh, well, you can actually use Copyscape. I believe it's just copyscape.com. You can plug in any URL. You can't do your whole site at once, unfortunately. I think that's really crappy. You have to pay for that. But with the free version, you can type in any URL you want, it will search the entire internet and say, yes, some butthead made a duplicate or nope, you're good to go. No duplicate content found anywhere. Copyscape.com. It's actually really handy. So I only have one more, but I'm actually going to give you like a little side bonus tip thingy. So if you haven't noticed, when you use Yoast SEO, if you don't specify a custom meta description, like you have your blog post title and right underneath that is the meta description that Google will show in search results. It will usually just pull straight from like the first couple of paragraphs or something of your blog post, but you can actually specify uh, with custom content right there in Yoast uh, below each blog post. When you don't do that, you'll see that Yoast actually spits out like a little, not error message, but like a little red light. You know what I'm talking about? It'll say like no meta description specified. Google will pull from the body content. So... I have zero research to support this, but I've seen it on a few other SEO blogs saying that that could, not that it does, but it could affect rankings ever so slightly. So if it's blank, that is, if you just leave it blank, I I don't know about this. I have zero evidence to show this. Like I said, I've just seen it on a few different bloggers reports, including one that I actually really respect. So I have been going back and just adding some custom meta descriptions anyways to some of my old podcasts that I didn't actually put custom content in there. I'm going back and adding it now. I have no idea if this makes a difference or not, but I just wanted to share it with you. That's all. Okay, last real tip is just to use, again, Google Search Console and go crawl. No, not go crawl. Go check for crawl errors. So Google sends out these little uh, mini spiders, these robots, right? robot.txt, to crawl, quote unquote, your site and check for new blog posts and uh, the content and just everything, right? And so every now and then you will have errors pop up with these little spiders. And if you have Google Search Console all set up and ready to go, it will show you the errors. These could be a number of things. It could be um, server errors. I'm looking at it right here. Server errors, soft 404s, not found. It could be any number of things. And unfortunately, I can't tell you over this blog post exactly how to fix those errors because there's like a million different things that could go wrong. The good news is if you click on them, they'll give you a little bit more information. And then even further than that, I have in this blog post, um, the show notes to this episode, 
a link to a Moz site, uh, a Moz blog post, excuse me, Moz.com. One of their blog posts, it is a insanely effective reference guide for fixing crawl errors. Like it's, and there's nothing I could ever write that be this uh, effective. So I've linked to that. It's moz.com. I don't know what the URL is, but I've linked to it in the show notes. If you do have any crawl errors, you can definitely figure out how to fix it by going to that. It's a great uh, resource. And crawl errors, seriously, if you're, especially if you have like a bigger piece of content that is experiencing an error, you want to fix that ASAP. Like that is super important in Google's eyes. Just wanted to let you know, go to search console, check for your errors, fix them. And actually, before I sign off, let me give you one more little bonus tip. This is not really an SEO audit sort of thing, but good practice. If you plan to rank in Google for keywords, as in you quote, do SEO, unquote, internal links, internal links are very important to help Google and your readers, by the way, uh, discover the best quote unquote content that you have written cornerstone pieces, pillar pieces, however you want to think about them. These are like usually longer, doesn't have to be longer, but usually the most important slash best content that you've written. You want people pointed towards that first and foremost. So having a good internal link structure to throw fancy SEO words at you uh, is very important. What that really just means is for every blog post that you write, you should have, I'm going to say two to five internal links, depending on the length of the post. I'm going to say that again. For every blog post you write, you should have roughly two, three, four internal links to other pages and posts on your site. For me recently, I published how to monetize a blog. It's like 6,000 words. I really want it to rank in Google. So I've actually been going back through a few old blog posts and linking in relevant context, by the way, not just like in the middle of some random post about dog sitting. I'm talking about how to monetize a blog. No, something that's relevant. And I find a way to link internally to that how to monetize post. So there is actually a cool, really cool free tool made by Google. You want to guess the name of it? search console uh, that will actually show you internal links and how many times you are linking to any given page. It's actually right there in your search console, believe it or not. It's under search traffic, internal links. You click that, it'll show you all the pages on the website that you link to from elsewhere on your website. And usually, uh, just a little side note here, the top like five or 10 are going to be useless because there's stuff like your uh, like do even blog.com slash podcast, do even blog.com slash blog. Like they're not specifically blog posts. They're just like some of the pages and structure on my site. That's fine. It shows that stuff too, but you can also go see like, Oh, I published this last week. Let me see how many internal links are pointing to it. Oh, only two. Maybe I should bump that up to like five or six or seven or something over my entire blog. So you can actually go check out your internal links. And if you have those big, important amazing pieces of content that you know is not only going to like satisfy Google, but also satisfy your readers. Like it's what you want to be pointing your current readers, your new readers towards. You can make sure there's more internal links there. So that's it. You guys get that? Why it's not just important for Google too, by the way, ideally you want uh, random website visitors, new people to your blog to go from post to post to post to page to page to page, clicking links and subscribing to your opt-ins. The more blog posts they look at, the more likely they are to be ingrained in your brand and to follow you and to subscribe to your newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. So it makes sense to do as many, not as many, but uh, a fair amount of internal linking to get people going to relevant content, whether that's on the outside of your website 
on the internet or within internal links to your own website, it's a very good thing. It's just resources for readers. So for each blog post you write, you need some external links. You need some internal links as well. Usually like two to five is what Moz or Ahrefs says, I believe. But uh, you can really, it eh, depends on the size of the post. It doesn't really matter. Link internally to best the best of your best content. All right, so now you have your homework in front of you. Go to the blog post, doyouevenblog.com slash SEO-audit-tips. SEO audit tips. I don't even know if that's a keyword, by the way. I just made up that URL for today. Anyways, go check that out. I'll give you plenty of resources. I really think this could make a difference for usability by your website visitors, as well as slight Google improvements. Cleaning up your website just a little bit, I do think it's important. That's it. Okay, next week coming up on the podcast, some more amazing blogger interviews, as well as uh, a headline analyzer blog post. Like I really enjoy two specific headline analyzers slash generators that help me come up with headlines. And headlines are uber important. If you don't know that already, please, you have to realize headlines are so important. I also have a 30,000 word blog post releasing very soon. <laughs> you guys are going to laugh when you see it. I can't wait to share that with you. Man, that post is so massive. I'm telling you, you're going to love this live case study. It's not just a blog post, but it's also like a case study on the back end. I'll share it with you guys on the newsletter. Anywho, I hope you guys have a wonderful week slash weekend wherever you are. I'd love you guys. Hit me up on Twitter at Do You Even Blog. And man, I just love you guys. I love blogging. I love blogging. I love blogging. I love you bloggers. See you guys later.